Yo, yo. What's going on? Just ruined my sound bite. I'm just playing. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another fine edition of this In The Pain podcast. Today's show, welcome in everyone. How's everyone doing? Why do I have that up to start? What is up everybody? Fine people of YouTube, beautiful people of Spotify. Um, How's it going? Uh, Sorry, we were supposed to have an episode out yesterday, uh, but things happen, shit happens, we're shuffling around, whatever. We'll get to it though. Uh, Today I'm excited to have in our next guest. Um, I mean, join with me as always. As I do the introductions, Mario, what's going on, dude? What's up, John? What's good, man? Not too much, man. Long time no see, dude. I know. I feel like I live here at this point, dude. Yeah, you might as well put me right there on that couch. Yeah. <laughs> might as well start fucking, yeah, just stay in the night, dude. Fuck. Um, yeah, so uh, welcome in, dude. Uh, and our next guest today, we have, the. I mean, really a staple in the in the paint community. And that is the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Terraforte. Scott, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Looking like fucking John Wick. John Gotti. John or John Gotti or Johnny Cash. No, I don't walk the line. Not for me. Scott, uh, I mean, Scott, as you know, some of you may know, has been, uh, you know, a rampant pioneer in this podcast. Um, He's been on twice. Kind of two. The first time... um, you know, it was pretty cool because, uh, you know, we, we dipped our toes in and, and that was kind of your first time doing a show. Second time was kind of on more an h- historical aspect around it. Obviously, uh, you know, we had just found out that, you know, Biden had lost and all that shit. And we, we wound up doing a podcast and uh, Trump lost Biden won. or Biden won. Well, Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I totally forgot to fucking turn the camera uh, on. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So obviously, you know, the, the second time Scott, you were on. Um, you know, it, w- it, it was it was a great episode. And uh, today, I feel like you know it's going to be the same thing. Um, you have brought a guest this time, Scott. Why don't you introduce to the fine people listening all across the internet your guest, Scott? My guest, the one, the only, Jack McShane. Jack McShane, everyone, give it up for Jack. The Glizzy Gladiator. Welcome to the podcast, Jack. Yeah, what's going on, guys? I'm feeling fine. That's awesome, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Feeling incredible. Walking on sunshine. Glad to be here. Pink cloud in it. I love it. Fucking love it, man. Um, So, Jack, why don't you tell uh, the people... Uh, listening, uh, watching, uh, you know, kind of what you're about, um, kind of what, you know, uh, makes your clock tick, essentially. Okay, I'm Jack. I'm 22 years old, so I'm pretty young for this podcast. Hi, Jack. I'm uh, four months sober. I am a socialist, which is probably why I'm here, because fucking... He wanted me to, to talk about it with you guys. Yes. So let's go. Yeah. All right. I uh, I'm a gamer. I'm a geek. I'm goth. I'm a goth gamer geek. Ooh, and I love triple G. I'm a triple G. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just chilling. 
That's awesome. It might be a first for the show. <laughs> oh, it's, that's the first. It's yeah, definitely yeah. the first for yeah. the show. Uh, like popping the cherry. Popping the old uh, cherry. Um, nah, man. Welcome, dude. Uh, you know, I- I'm excited to uh, dive into everything we got planned, and we have a lot planned on tonight's show. Um, yeah, man. Uh, a gothic geek. I'm trying. I'm trying to like that. That sentence is still like kind of like registering in my head. So I'm kind of just trying to put all those pieces together. Um, yeah, man, <laughs> it's pretty bizarre, you know, um, fucking nah, but you know, shit, whatever makes you tick. And that's the question I ask. So fuck it. Um, no, today we have a lot to get into. Uh, welcome in, uh, everyone again. Um, uh, obviously, you know, we've had a lot of crazy events happen. That's, you know, not political, which is ironic because that's kind of what we're talking about today. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's got to get the old shoulder shrug. I love it, dude. Um, But no, obviously, uh, this weekend was pretty big. Obviously, uh, there are two teams remaining in the NFL season. Yeah, Super Bowl is set, man. Super Bowl is set. Uh, Going into that, Mario, you could probably attest to this. I uh, was kind of... I I think my pick came true. Because I said it's going to be either Green Bay and... Or it's going to be Green Bay and Tampa in the NFC Championship game. And you did, you, did, Super you Bowl. called that first. I'll give you that one for sure. And KC. Yeah. I said yeah. those two and KC. Well, I had KC, Green Bay for the Super Bowl, so I was close. But, right. dude, Tom Brady, man. How, how, like, look, we said that, listen, we said that ahead. all year <laughs> on the NFL show renditions that we were doing of In the Paint. We said that all year with. You know, uh, Tom Brady. Like, you can't bet against this guy in the dis- in the in the winter months, December, January, February. And, and and to go one step further with that, I mean, you even said it with Tampa. You're like, look, everybody's like kind of already down on you know Brady and Tampa. Was it like in October? Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, it's too early. Like, you know. And then they, and then I think they went and got Gronk. And then they went. Well, no, know, they had. Oh, Gronk, they had Gronk. They okay. got Antonio they Brown. Got, and they got they AB got later yeah. in the season. But yeah, man, like ten. <sighs> 10th trip to the Super Bowl? Well, it takes some time to gel with a team. You can't just, you know, it's like any super team that comes together. You right, know? right. It takes time for the chemistry, and now he's hitting it off. Yeah. He's on fire at the right time. Yeah, man. Yeah. I it, mean, that's what you want. In the NFL, like, you know, you can't peak. You get teams like the Steelers that peak too early, and look what happens. Right. What's up, Butters? Butters, our mascot, as we said on uh, the Talk of City podcast, is uh, the mascot, and um, you know, you know, uh, I think Jack has might have bailed from the podcast <laughs> already. Um, no, nah, I think he just might be uh, taking a piss. But um, he got sent to a prison camp. <laughs> Socialist. He went to the gulag. The gulag. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, no, nah, man. It's yeah, bro. I mean, listen. You got Tom Brady. You got Bruce Arians. Um, you know, an offensive-minded coach, and then you throw in all these weapons. You know, you got... Who? That receiving core is great. Dude, the receiving core, Mike Hall Evans, of Fame. Hall, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, hands down. I mean, well, what do you mean in the sense of Hall of Fame? Chris who? Godwin, Mike Evans, you got AB. I mean, those are all, like, true number one receivers, I believe. They're number ones, but they're not Hall of Fame, I, I would say. Mike Evans will be in the Hall of Fame, hands down. If he wins if he wins the Super Bowl, hands he down. will. He will. Chris Godwin's a star. He's a yes, stud. I'll give you that. Penn State, he was a stud. And then you got AB. I mean, AB's a little, you know. Yeah. But, Seems but like he's got it under control now. Yeah, but which is hurt. good. He was yeah. hurt this week, but. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good thing, uh, yeah. you know, to see. I mean, it's a good thing, you know, for the Bucks to see. But 
I mean, imagine being Oakland or imagine being, uh, you know, imagine, the Patriots, essentially, because well, they had well, Brady and, and Even AB. going back to the Steelers, like, if you're Ben Roethlisberger, you got to watch yeah. Le'Veon Bell and AB in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that, He's dude. salty. Oh, yeah, he's super salt, dude. Salty. Super salt. Um... Yeah, man, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting this Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, you're, you're playing one, you're playing against one of the most fierce competitors right now in all of sports, and then going up against him is his like predecessor essentially in in yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And you know, I was also on this show uh, stating that Mahomes is gonna be the next Brady. Yeah, you know, you got- and and this is his first opportunity. Obviously, he did it last year when they knocked them out. Um, oh no, they didn't knock. No, did they? Tennessee knock? knocked him out. Tennessee knocked him out. Right. Um, so I'm thinking of something else. But essentially, this would be his first opportunity to really put a dent and put a make a, a mark in his career. Whether or not you know he's just you know Pat Mahomes who beat you know uh, who did they even beat last year in the Super Bowl? The Rams? No, no, no. The Rams. They beat. Who the hell no, they played. Oh, the 49ers. 49ers. No, they didn't. Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, it was 49ers. Oh, it was the Niners. Yeah, but dude, it? I mean, you got to give it to Mahomes. I mean, the, kid, the guy's, what, 25? Mm-hmm. His resumes at 25 is, is unbelievable. Um, and I mean, you know, you got the whole, you know, old guard versus the new blood, you know, with this matchup. Um, it should be. It's going to be a great game. Definitely is. Yeah. 100%. I mean, Mahomes has just an unorthodox way of playing. I mean, his baseball background comes into play. His athleticism, you know, he he, he extends the play. He's a natural playmaker. He's got it. Right. He's got that mama mentality. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like an Aaron Rodgers, man, essentially. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, the dude's a baller. And, you know, it, it's a shame, man, because... You know, Matt LaFleur, he's going to be criticized all offseason for what happened. That one play, they chose to kick a field goal when they needed a touchdown regardless. I didn't get it. You have three, shaving points? Listen, you have three timeouts to two-minute warning, and you're playing against Tom Brady. Tommy yeah, you, fucking yeah. legends, all right? And you're going to kick a – you need a touchdown. You're down eight points. You need a touchdown. Either way, your defense is getting relied on, so right. I don't understand and, the concept. And just – even if you just look at it in a vacuum of that game, I mean, think of even just the first half. Brady was picking them apart. No, oh, yeah. You're going to rely on your defense, whether well, gassed that whole game, right? Late in the fourth to try to get you one more stop when he's been picking you apart all game. Like, I, I didn't get it, man. I didn't get it at all. Yeah, I it was mean, just it was it was to me it wasn't it wasn't balls. It's not a playoff like a, a playoff mentality. No, it, it, it's a play it safe mentality. It's too and, safe, Way and that's what safe. you do in the regular season in the first half when you're fucking chasing points. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. just at the end of the first half, you're you're trying to get in the field goal range to kick a field goal. Because even in a regular season game, you know that late in the fourth quarter, and like you said, a guy like Brady, you're putting the ball back in his hands, and you right. already know what he's going to do to you. Right. I I don't get it. Yeah, man, it's a questionable call. It brings me to, though, uh, you know, a good, uh, well, kind of like what a, a microcosm of what, like, the Eagles have been going through this year. I'm not sure if you can relate to, because, Scotty, you're a Rams fan. L.A. L.A., and they did make a playoff push, um, you know, Bye-bye, Jared Goff. But, yeah, so we can get to that in a second, oh, man. too. Did you see uh, Adam Schefter put out that list of quarterbacks like in the offseason that could potentially be moving around this was offseason? Go- was Goff one of dude, them? Oh, yeah. But, it was, dude, the list is like half the league. Really? I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Like, yeah, obviously, not, you know, 
Deshaun Watson. I mean, we're here Darnold. with Wentz. We're going to yeah. see what happens. Wentz, yeah. I mean, I, I think the Eagles keep Wentz. Stafford. That's a big one. He might retire. Well, even Rodgers now. I mean, after that game, he didn't sound so certain he's coming back. I mean, they did just draft a quarterback this year. Jordan Love. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of movement. Um, you know, it yeah, it, it is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, the league's going to be shaken up. I feel like this year, obviously, you have Kansas City, who's just obviously you a know powerhouse. a powerhouse, and their offense is attractive. Yeah, and they're <laughs> going to be. You know, it's kind of not fair, but you know, it, it's interesting, man. Because, like I said, I don't know if you can relate to this on the Rams aspect, but it's like a microcosm of the Eagles, dude. It's like. You know, we the Eagles fans are so quick to fucking, you know, put a dagger in Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz or this or that when, you know, fucking they make a boneheaded play. You know what I mean? Or Carson Wentz does an overthrow or Doug, you know, makes a, uh, you know, goes for it on fourth and two or whatever it is. Whatever the case is, the Eagles fans chew them apart. And we seen that on full effect last night with teams that are in the NFC an AFC championship. And, you know, it's it's not... We make things out to be so much bigger than what they are. You know what I mean? I feel like in Philadelphia. There's a lot of that. I mean, it's a fan base that at the end of the day is we're passionate. passionate. Yeah, we're passionate. And we know football like we do. Um, but at the end of the day, you're right. I think sometimes it gets... Like, if you talk to someone that's on the outside looking in with, like, the way they feel about the Eagles organization versus how we look at it internally... It's right. It's a little different, and I mean, me personally, like I, I mentioned on our previous show, we talked about the Eagles. Um, I would have maybe, you know, given his given his resume up to this point, given the circumstances he's dealt with, I would have maybe gave Doug one more year. Yeah, I would. But too. I understand why they did it. Yeah, they chose Wentz over Doug. They want to try to fix him. We'll see how that works with Sirianni, but. Again, it's not even it's not even a given. He's even back. He's he's still not. He's still. It's coming out today that he's still not happy here. So we'll see. I mean, it doesn't look good. I mean, I don't know. I think Carson Wentz is the poison there. I think they should have really? kept Doug. I'm yeah. starting to feel. I'm telling you right now. Entitlement. Those those reports that came. Those anonymous reports that came out like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. At first, you know, you look at it and you're like, you dismiss it because you're like, you know. A couple of guys like Alshon Jeffrey, and you know they had Orlando Scandrick in there, and he was all these guys. You looked at it, and you're like, all right, they're the issue. You know, Carson's the guy. Like, and now you think back on it, it's like now you're hearing reports about you know he's getting into it with coaching staff, and him and Doug don't agree on things, and he's you know he feels betrayed by Lori and Roseman. You're like. Listen, dude, I, I, feel, like, I feel betrayed by Lori. I, I mean, oh, so do I. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, that's another story. But my point is, too, had they kind of set him up for failure with really a lack of like talent on the roster, 100%. Yeah. I, I do believe that. But on the flip side of it, they did give you like $128 million. That is true. And they did, they did <laughs> literally give you your job back after every injury. Yeah. And... They've done nothing but try to coddle you along to make you happy. In five years. And, you know, and the way, regardless of the team around him, because we've seen quarterbacks that are these elite franchise guys that can, you know, kind of elevate the team around them and make something out of it. I mean, we we talked about Rodgers earlier. He's one that comes to mind. Even Wentz last year did it. Yeah. Um, But, like... Mahomes. But, yeah. 
But when you play that bad, and then the moment you face adversity with the whole Jalen Hurts situation and getting benched, yeah, man. you immediately want out. It just doesn't look good on you, you know? Yeah. Go out and That's fight bad. for your job and play better. Yeah, <laughs> you you can't lead the league in picks and and you know and turnovers and like you know turn around and cry about it yeah like, yeah that's bad dude i mean as soon as as soon as there was like a little a little sign that his job wasn't cuz like every all right look every time it's not 100% on him at all no it's not but my you know i just don't like how he's handling it exactly because listen every time nick foles came in Wentz knew and i feel like the whole organization knew and the fans had that backing where no matter what, what Foles does, he fucking won a Super Bowl for us. And but, but Wentz was guaranteed his job back. And now with this Jalen Hurts thing, I feel like that's kind of got him fucked up. He listens to the media too goddamn much. And it just fucking, it fucks with him. So now he's like, oh, Philly's not my fucking... And, th- and this kind of goes back to like the short-sightedness here, with the fan base. Right. Because look, how, how do you think Nick Foles was set up to go on that Super Bowl run? Through Carson Wentz. Yeah, like at the end of the day, if he was a starter for sixteen weeks, you, you may you may have finished nine and seven, ten and six, right? I, I, you know that's a pretty good record, but you're probably you know fighting for the wild card, you know whatever. But yeah, like it's not even about that. Like he, the guy has never been good anywhere else, right? It's not even about anywhere. that. It's just it's just you're just like you said that sentimental like he. Got the job done, right. won the Super Bowl, and Wentz has had to see that right. and have that shadow over him the whole time the he's whole been here. Time. So anytime you know, in Wentz's defense, um, he's since probably day one he has played with a shadow. Um, whether it be Nick Foles, whether it be Jalen Hurts, yeah, um, or even back to the draft with Jared Goff, he had that shadow G- number two. Sure, yeah, he was the number two overall pick. Yeah, and you know it just. That's full circle right there because, you know, not only does it look like Jared Goff could be on the move this year, this offseason, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's real unfortunate, man, because, listen, I've been on here since day one, you know, uh, in the beginning of the season, stating that, you know, if we get rid of Carson Wentz, um, now, he's not the end-all, be-all, but he's better than anything out there unless you're going to go sign someone else and then kind of develop your offense around that. But, you know, that's not Deshaun guaranteed. Watson trade. Like a Deshaun Watson. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking about. Um, you sandbagging son of a bitch. Dude, I'm, uh, on, the, I'm on the same wavelength. But yeah. here's my thing. Like, I've been from day one. I've supported Carson Wentz. And same. I backed him. Same. And All year I backed him to the and, to he got hurt. And it really wasn't until like really, Benched. really recently that Benched. all this stuff started coming out. Benched. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just preface that. Bench. He got benched, not Bench. Hurt. Yeah. But no, but it really hasn't been up until like recently that all this stuff's coming out that I've really started to kind of sour on him now. Yeah, I mean, that's what... And I'm, put, I'm that not put, quite there that I'm ready to just run him out of town. He's no. a baby. But, yeah, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of the fucking whining, dude. It's like... Yeah, it's... Dude, you're making $128 this team, million. This team's dollars. done everything for you. There needs they literally to be some just, kind of, like, restructure of, like, yeah. quarterback salaries. Because, like, Jared Goff got $100 million. He's He's trash. And he's out. He's trash. Yeah. Carson Wentz. I mean, what else? Derek Carr. I mean... Yeah. And these guys oh, know they own the league. It's a quarterback league. They know they run the show. 
that I that's mean, facts. At the end of the day, true. you put the money on the table, man. I mean, and they start sucking unless like they're elite level. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's like once in a generational talent, and that's where people. I feel like, you know, look over the... Like, listen, I know there's a lot of people right now that are fucking fuming and not happy that Tom Brady is back in the Super Bowl. But guess what? When Tom Brady leaves, Mahomes is going to be that next in line. Yeah. I truly believe that. And it's a once-in-a-generational talent. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence? <sighs> what well, depends where it goes. Depends where... where Jacksonville. Where, where, Jacksonville. Probably going to Jacksonville. You think Jacksonville? Well, first pick. I mean, Jacksonville is actually not a bad squad. They have no. decent receivers. They got a lot of draft capital, too. They got draft capital. They got receivers. They have a decent running game. Their defense is quite shaky. I mean, listen, anything's possible now. If you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I would have been like, you know, right, let me wait and see. But Trevor Lawrence, I mean, we've seen this with Mahomes. We've seen this with Deshaun Watson. We've seen this, you know, with Lamar Jackson. You know, these quarterbacks come right into the league, and they fucking shred. You know why? Because it's a quarterback-catered league through the salary cap, through the way and, and the really, rules are framed. I was just say, and the way these teams game plan now. I mean, they're bringing the college game right to the NFL now. These RPOs, guys, can, These guys yeah. can come right in and run an offense. Like you said, the RPOs and all these, like, college schemes, they can come in and just feel you know fit right in so um that was uh you know sunday obviously uh you know it was a big day obviously we have the buccaneers and the chiefs which you know if you're an nfl fan you should be happy um and excited to watch this game uh you know here at in the paint i mean i know there was talks of us doing some type of super bowl uh live stream that's still kind of up in the air. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see if we can squeeze it in. We'll see. It's I just, mean, if, if not, we'll be we'll be previewing the game. I'm sure on a different show. Something. We'll yeah, see. We'll yeah. bring these guys something. But what I want to do is I want to go around the room. Um, I want to go around the room. I know uh, Dobinson, as Scotty likes to call him, uh, doesn't know or isn't well versed in sports. Is that Triple fair to G. say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Okay. <laughs> So I still want to get your predictions though, because I feel like here on this show everyone's voice is heard. So for me to disclude that would be just wrong of me. You know what I mean? Um, so I'll go around the room. Uh, I'll start with you, Scott. Who do you got? Super Bowl Sunday. Who's taking the fucking Lombardi Trophy home? Bucks three over. Well, what are they uh, favored at? I don't know, but I think the Bucks are going to win by three. To me, over like fifty-four and a half. You couldn't say win by two. <laughs> oh, that's catchy. Hey, hey, see what I did better, there. Better, better, better. Swing, better. So you got the Bucks by three. That's it. Um, uh, I could see that happening. How do you They're get... at home, dude. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. I yeah. forgot about Florida's that. Florida's wide yeah. open, dude. That's like a big storyline in this game. All right, so for people who don't know, in 54 Super Bowls in at 25 different locations, this is the first Super Bowl where a team is hosting Meaning that they are the home team going into there because you know for people who you know are listening are not familiar with American sports or American football, um, you know every year the Super Bowl is just randomly well it's selected like by a bidder and, and shit like that it goes through this whole process but essentially it's it's different every year it's not like you know at the end of the year the the one seed whoever is the highest seed gets the, you know the home stadium it's a random uh you know random stadium mutual site venue yeah. right mutual site um so yeah that is a good point Tampa Bay technically will be the home team so I you know what because of that 
I'm going to hold my pick, and I'll go with Mario. Who you got? It's tough, because that is a big factor. I mean, that is big. Um, man. I I want to go Tampa just for almost because of that, and I feel like, you know, that storyline's kind of set up. You know, Brady wins his seventh, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, because, like, it just depends on – I mean, it's going to be a shootout of a game. It's going to be both offenses kind of lighting up the scoreboard. And, I mean, I feel like the way Tom Brady played even the NFC Championship game where he kind of almost gave that game back yeah. to Green Bay yeah. a couple times. Um, a few times. Yeah. It, ma- it makes it hard to pick. I don't know. Um, I guess, you know what, I, I, I'll go with Tampa just because they're the home team. Um, you want, you want to score? Or? Um, I know we've done scores all years. Uh, I mean, Scott, you said they'll win by three. So, I mean, just any yeah, score. it'll be a close. I'm talking like a one score game. Twenty seven, twenty four. Twenty seven, twenty four. Yeah, something like that. Um, that's a good score. Thirty four, thirty one type game, like yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, John, who you got, bub? Uh, pirates are cool, so I'm picking Buccaneers. Buccaneers, nice. I love it, dude. Wicked. Wicked. Who's Wicked the other team? The Packers. No, they just played the Packers. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. Dave. That, that's all right. That's all right. Points, points for the name drop. Points for the points name drop. Points for the name yeah. drop. They just played the Packers. I'll give the clap too. We're all clapping. Hey, you did it. <laughs> hey. Toast. Um, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, they just played the Packers. So, um, no, they're playing the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. What are they packing shit? They are packing shit. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm going. I'm not sure if you guys could see. Sap. It's Warren Sap. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As an Eagles fan, just seeing that makes me sad. Oh, it does, dude. I, also, I got. Tam- <laughs> I got. I do have uh, Tampa Tommy right there. So yeah, if you want uh, my my score, I'm gonna say it's gonna be 34-27 Tampa Bay. Okay, that's a good pick. Thirty-four-seven, ten. But we're we're all unanimous. I like it. I like it. Um, that was Sunday uh, over the weekend. Saturday, we also had uh, Dustin Diamond Poirier facing off against the legend, really the true man, myth, and legend that is Conor McGregor. Um, and we watched Conor get knocked out. Um, any initial thoughts on that? I mean, Poirier did his thing, man. The first round, he hit him with those leg kicks. And we all know McGregor doesn't really have stamina like that. If you get in the second or the third round with McGregor, you have a shot. You have a shot. So he was chopping away at his legs. And as soon as he hit him with that combo, he went down like a bag of bricks. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Did you you wind up seeing the fight? Yeah, I did. I streamed it. Um, Yeah, I mean... They started going, and that was the other thing, too. When you saw McGregor wearing down, they're kind of trading punches, and, you know, they're kind of boxing it out in the second round. Uh, you kind of you kind of saw it coming. Because, like, you know, we, we've seen him in his brief stint even as a boxer. Like, he kind of, like you said, you get in those later rounds, he's tired. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, well the thing with this fight was it he got knocked out in the beginning of the second. Yeah. So it's like... He's done. <laughs> Listen... I don't think McGregor, do listen, McGregor's a warrior. He he's he's got the heart of a lion. Um, I don't think he's done. I mean, listen, McGregor beat P- 
Poirier uh, back in, I believe, in like... 14. Th- 14, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 14. So, I mean, Poirier essentially had six and six years and some change to prepare for this fight um, to get better, uh, stronger, faster, you know, all of the above. And, you know, he knew his opportunity would come. Now, obviously... Uh, Poirier did lose along the way to Khabib, um, but so did Connor. Uh, Khabib is just Khabib is just he's on another mo- he's stratosphere, a monster. He's a dude. Monster. He's on another fucking stratosphere fight of fighters, dude. It's it's that unbelievable. An he's like fucking Johnny Cage, and like if Ray didn't <laughs> had a baby, you know what I mean? Just like he'll come at dude. The, the I like his cage control, man. He puts all his weight on the motherfucker and just tires him out, hits him with hits. Dude, Khabib has his own style. The motherfucker wrestles bears. Like, not like the Chicago Bears. Like, he doesn't go and, like, wrestle Brian. Vladimir Putin. Like, Like, Mother Russia with love. Yes. You ever seen that picture of Putin? With? With the bear. Well, yeah. 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 I can pull it up. I've never seen it. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's, I mean. I've never seen that. You want to see it? I could could try to pull it up without it fucking uh, skipping on me. Um... Let's see. We don't have to go radio silence, though. Um, Putt, man. I, dude, I can't see what I'm typing in. Um, what, I don't even know what I'm typing. P-U-T-I-N. Bear. Is that <laughs> it, dude? Is that wow. it, dude? Is that real? He is such a G. Oh my god! Is that really the fuck it, dude? Isn't that that's it, bro? Dude, Poon's the man, man. Holy shit! (laughs) Dude, that's real. That can't be. That's got to be photo imposed, dude. Dude, he's Diesel, bro. Oh man, that's insane. Most masculine president, bro. So that's what we got on the likes of Khabib. Khabib is wrestling and, and like Putin, uh, riding around on a bear. Um, dude, but Putin's on a different stratosphere. Obviously, that b- both McGregor and Poirier did lose to Putin. Or Putin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah, lost they, to Putin. Right. Yeah, they definitely lost to Putin. No, they lost. They to might Khabib. looking at him in that picture. Yeah. Right. Dude, he's a black belt. He's a black belt. And yeah, he's really a black belt. Yeah. Holy shit. Dude, you don't want to fuck with Vladimir no, Putin, it, dude. It more, it puts you in that rear naked more ways than yeah. one. <laughs> you do not want to fuck with You don't want the smoke. No. You don't want that smoke. No. Um, dude, it's pretty crazy, man. Um, a lot of people, you know, despite what we hear in America, you know, uh, get a, uh, and I'm kind of like jumping around, um, to answer your question, though, real fast, I don't think McGregor's done. I think he'll, he bounces back, and um, he'll fight dude, some lesser. He'll re, he'll go away for a bit, fight some lesser guy, and come and back. and then come back yeah. with one like final yeah. fight. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Nate Diaz, I, maybe a Poirier three. He just keeps retiring. Poirier comes back. Well, and then there's also uh, talks of him fighting Jake Paul. You know the YouTuber. Um, don't do it, man. Yeah, so we'll see about that, but. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I was gonna go uh, to to a, uh, you know, what we here in America hear about Putin. Um, and I will actually, I will touch on that. But I feel like what we hear about Putin here is very negative, right? Um, you know, it's just like this Russian asset, uh, essentially a, a dictator, whatever you want to call him. Um, 
but a lot of the people in Russia, I mean, at least from some, I, I can't say all of the people, but some, some of the people that I've seen who've talked about him that are from the motherland, uh, you know, have high respect for this guy and not because of the things he does, you know, with, with, you know, the, his government essentially, but just who he is and his work ethic and, um, you know, just kind of like what he stands for and shit like that. It's pretty bizarre. To, yeah, uh, Putin. Putin doesn't take no shit, man. Yeah. They give him a lot of shit for being in the KGB, but like yeah. at the end of the day, like Putin gets stuff done and like he calls stuff out as he sees it. You know, like he's not controlled by the UN or any of that stuff. Like he basically, you know, he he said about America one time, and I'm a I'm an American. I'm a patriot at heart. But he said, you know, America has multi personality disorder. You know. Yeah. We'll, we'll 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 give the drugs to people in like Colombia or whatever, and then we'll arrest them like six months later. Right, I mean, makes no sense. Yeah. Makes no sense. I mean, uh, dictators always need like twenty to thirty percent of the population to be in favor of them. And he's a he's a nationalist. He has he has the second highest military budget in the world. He's getting shit done in Syria, and he's like, like another what? thing is well, that like- he has. A class of elites that he's basically given like state assets to. They are now billionaires. They're now some of the richest people in the world, and they basically like control like little armies and shit in Russia, dude. It's fucking crazy, bro. What what are uh, I guess what are some of the things? Um, you know, Putin is because uh, it's interesting, right? Because it's like you would you would attribute the name Putin and dictator and automatically think it's a negative, like I was saying, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, like like you were just saying, like, he, he's the type to get shit done. Um, obviously, I, I don't know what goes on in the motherland. Um, I guess that's only to be speculated on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's interesting, uh, you know, just... A lot of people, I guess, compare him to, like, a Donald Trump, per se. Even though Trump, I wouldn't, per se, would be a dictator, quote-unquote. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, there, there's been comparisons. I'll put it that way. I'll put it that way. I don't know. I it's, mean, It's because of the idea, like, the liberals just blame the whole fucking Trump getting elected on Russia, which is, like, completely... Bullshit. It's complete bullshit because yeah. Trump has, like... He's popular. Like, there's no other way to put it. You know? He's just popular. And there's definitely troll farms that... I'm serious. This, no, that's, this actually that's exists. for real, I've yeah. Seen, I've seen yeah. them myself. Is Israel has them. Saudi Arabia, Arabia has them. Russia definitely has them. The U.S. has them. Um, because the Arab world, like, 80% of the population of the Arab world has a Twitter account, so... Oh, wow. Troll farming is like having a troll farm, having fake accounts, like manipulating what's trending. Like, it's very important for like U.S. like so, propaganda goals. And so, for people who don't know uh, what a troll farm is, could you elaborate on what that is? It's basically a room. So, CIA might fund it. DHS might fund it, dude. There's definitely shit going on in the United States with troll farms that are directed towards citizens. But basically, a troll farm is. A government agent, intelligence agency funds them. It's a room with hundreds of people. Each person has maybe a dozen to like a, a couple hundred accounts, and each account like will fucking tar like each person will target a tweet and they'll write like nasty little comments underneath them. They'll retweet shit to to prop it up. Like 
like you know Charlie Kirk. Like I've seen. Yeah. There was an account called Israel and USA Forever, and every like thousands of accounts were associated with it, and every single one of those accounts were retweeting like Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, shit like that. So. In it's, in a, in a positive way or in, in a negative like retweet, way? Retweet, like read, just just trying to prop them up. Oh, pro- I'm okay. almost certain that fifty percent of the retweets of any account on Twitter that's over like a million followers is bots. Like no matter if they're political or not, I think fifty percent at least of online activity on Twitter is bots. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Are you guys on Twitter? Nah, I used to be. I used to be. It made me go insane, like looking at all these fucking troll farms, dude. <laughs> dude, well, dude, Twitter, Twitter is bizarre, man, because it's like, it serves no like value. I mean, other than like if you're like a you know celebrity, a celebrity or, or athlete. A, yeah, if you're promoting something and you, you want to get something out. But other than that, man, I feel like every time I open Twitter, and that's all I use it for, is just to promote, like, our latest episodes or, you know, our next show. You know, Same. Uh, yeah, like, I'll look at, like, you know, people I follow's tweets, and maybe I'll give it a like or a retweet because I agree. But I'm on it maybe, like, three minutes out of the day and then off. You know what I mean? But Twitter's interesting because that, that's all it is. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's like it, promotion, branding, marketing, right. and trolling. Right. But, it's but, a cesspool of trolling or it's you know a race to try to get something out first before everybody else. And a lot of times it's just total bullshit and, being spewed out. And, 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 and Right, dude. And you just hit the nail right on the fucking head because you see that, man. Uh, you see a lot of bullshit that is spewed out. But you also see some real shit that spewed out that if Twitter now doesn't agree with, well, now all of a sudden they could just hit you and delete your account. I mean, we look, we witnessed that with a sitting fucking president. They fucking censorship. The censorship was fucking unreal. Whether you agree with what happened or not on the date this of January 6th. Had a lot of propaganda behind it by the social media targets, Dude, you know, you- Facebook, Instagram, uh, like if you even posted something about the election, it was nuts. It was like, yeah, fake news, and it's yeah. like it's not fake news. You're just saying it's fake news, right? To throw everybody off. But it's that was majority, like the the majority of that was coming from conservatives, at least from what I've witnessed. I'm sure there's other, you know, um, accounts that aren't conservative or right leaning, whatever, that got banned or or whatever the case is. But like literally, dude. I mean, you want to talk about censorship, man. Not only did they go after, you know, uh, a sitting president and censor him, they took they totally wiped out the app parlor. They said you're th- like no, like we're not just taking it off the app store. Amazon wasn't hosting it anymore. Like th- and that's crazy cuz that was they they said it was a far right conspiracy and people, you know, are are meeting up and blase blase, but you go on Twitter and that's that worse shit is happening on Twitter than what was happening on Parlor. You know what I mean? It's fucking outrageous, dude. This the, the censorship error that, and it, it's a dicey thing that we get into because when you podcast and you try to shed light to it, and you know you're you're essentially putting yourself at risk, right? So it, it's a real dicey thing at the end of the day, but it has to be brought. There has to be light shed upon it. Otherwise, if you keep dusting it under the carpet, then you're going to have what happened the last fucking couple months happen all the time and in a bigger scale. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on yeah. that, but... 
I'm people like me are next. Like liberals are cheering it on, but like left wingers are fucking next. Yeah. Anyone who's to the left of like Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden is like fucking next. And they're also talking about like new domestic terror laws where they're going to monitor more closely like political extremists. Well, January so, 6th didn't help, you know. Yeah. Well, no. that's well that's the reason why. Like they're calling them domestic terrorists. I'm like fucking relax with that word. Like to me a domestic yeah. terrorist is someone who collects fucking fertilizer. And drives a car into full of fertilizer into a government building. Like that's what I think of when I think of domestic terrorists. I don't think of protesters storming a government building. Like that shit was kind of cool, but well, correct. <laughs> <laughs> but um, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Um, and now I've heard both sides, and I heard one side where it's out outrageous that should have never have you know people should never have done that. But on the other side. Not even like on a right left, you know, uh, scale, but just on a you know argument basis, devil's advocate basis, that we the people, essentially, are you know grant like we have access to that building. You know what I mean, the Capitol building. Like if we want to go in there, we're able to go in there. You know what I mean? I'm not it, sure if you can you can walk into the Capitol building. It was just unusual the way it happened. Like thousands of people trying to disrupt the. Uh, like uh, congressional whatever the fucks uh, proceedings hearings that was just unusual and I mean a lot of liberals are freaking out about it like calling them terrorists I mean I would have done the same thing under a different flag pretty much I can't (laughs) blame them dude you know that shit was cool it was like a cool like little symbol of uh, Trump's popularity and how he can motivate people and mobilize people so it was definitely a success in the propaganda sphere I don't know if that actually did anything, though. It kind of backfired. Like, a lot of mainstream Republicans kind of turned on Trump. However, I think the future of politics, the near future anyway, is Bernie versus Trump. Like, Bernie Democrats versus Trump Republicans. Like, let me me just interject. Let me just interject. I mean, like, for the most part, I like what you touched on. Like, for the most part, uh, basically, you know, protesting... Um, active protesting and it seems like our government is starting to fear us the people because we know what's going yeah, on fuck you know yeah. so like Thomas Jefferson said like when the people fear the government there's tyranny mm-hmm. so when we change it around and we take action when the government fears the people there is liberty oh I like that That that's a fire that's bar deep. dude and, and, and it, it, we're fighting for our liberties because we see them getting stripped from us right. and now the media you know they're they're perceiving it as oh these guys are crazy you know like these are the bad guys when when we're just standing up for what we believe in you know well you know it's insane man you like what's really what really blows my mind um is that you had you had protests over the summer you had a lot of protests over the summer and into the fall and you know the news would cover it they would cover it as mostly peaceful protests yet there would be buildings on fire uh, you know, Rodeo Drive, people are looting the fuck out of, you know what I mean, um, in uh, Los Angeles. I mean, you know, and they were covered as mostly peaceful protest. What I don't like, man, and what gets into a dicey territory is when, you know, they say this this whole side, you can't talk about, you can't talk about these things. You can only talk about this. And if you talk about that, 
you know, you're wiped out. You're done. You know what I mean? And you um, see how uh, they want to like do re-education camps. Yeah, and dude. Testing like your loyalty to this country. Yes, dude. That you means that. they're they're very fearful. They're doing that for the National Guard troops right now. The, the more army education for the for the troops. Yeah. Well, like, the, like dude. what kind? Like racial identity politics? No, 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 um, no, no. Like, where's your loyalty at? Is it for like Biden's America or is it for patriotism? You ever read uh, Catch Twenty Two? That the book Catch Twenty Two. No. There's this there's this part in the book where they have to do the patriot loyalty oath, and basically. If you don't sign it, they know about it. If you sign it, you, they know about it. And if you're not enthusiastic enough, there's always someone more enthusiastic than you. So yeah. even if you sign it, you get it's 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 oh shit! Oh, there goes Hulk Hogan down for the count. Hey, hey. you just leave him to the side for now. That's kind of what it is like for Black Lives Matter and shit. You have to have the more extreme position because oh, someone always is more radical than you. And it's po- it's impossible to be like, okay, like we need more social workers. You can't have cops shooting autistic children. You can't have cops shooting unarmed people. But you need cops. You need more of them in certain areas and less of them in certain areas. You need more of them in the inner cities because that's where people actually fucking want cops. Right. They don't want they don't want police brutality, obviously. But if you get your shit stolen, you need a cop like there within fucking thirty yes. minutes. And a it, lot of people, a lot of people in the fucking, it's like they've never talked to like a poor person before, like these fucking liberals, no. dude. Bro, because I mean, dude, it's the I, like, listen, I I've been you know on here ranting about the media and their role in this shit, and it's you know they they make believe that they they live in this make believe world that everything's fine, you know what I mean? And it's you know just because. You know, someone else is in office that's not the big bad boogeyman, essentially, uh, you know, orange man bad type deal. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, things are back to normal and, and are gravy as usual. Like, you know, if things were so fucked up, like, a week ago, then, you know, how would it be? It's not possible for things to just automatically flip on, you know, a 180 degree axis and be normal again. So it's like, you know, the media's role in this is, and no one holds them to a standard, I feel. I mean, there, there's a couple people and, and that call it out on a daily basis, which I really respect, like uh, Ben Shapiro, um, Tim Pool. You know, obviously, there's some bigger names, and, and there's a lot of other names out there, too, that do it really well. But, you know, it's it's very interesting, man, because it's just fucking... They try to pull the wool over your eyes, and it reminds me of like Neo and fucking, um, you know, the, the Matrix. Matrix, dude. It's like, welcome to the real world, you know. Let's like, it's retarded, dude. Yeah, man. It just, it just feels like, like, they're like, yeah, like you're saying, like everything's fine over here, but you're you're living in a fire. Like your house is on fire. Oh, you'll you'll be fine. Just just right. But like, I I'm glad Donald Trump was president, and like. Before Revealed Don- that. Yeah, before Donald Trump was president, like, less people had, like, conspiracy theories. Like, they had conspiracies. But it, it was it was surface levels, conspiracy. Yeah, you had to do your due diligence right. and, like, look behind, like, the, the lines, the blurred lines. But, like, after Trump came into office, like... Fake news. People are starting to see, like, what's really going on. Like, right. that there's an agenda... Like, they have an agenda put in place, so if anybody acts out, like, they already got something above coronavirus, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100, bro, they have shit that's, 
I think in in my best guesstimation, that's 40 or 50 years ahead of what they actually have out. You know what I mean? So it's like they could say today that there's a, a COVID-19, but in the back burner, there's like 20, 20 other coronaviruses or 20 other biological I mean, listen. It's biological warfare. It's biological warfare. It that's that's how I look at it, man. I don't believe it came out of a, a wet market from a bat. You yeah, know let's, I mean? let's be honest. You know, AIDS came from a monkey, and you know, COVID came but from did a bat. It? No, but did it? No. Come on, man. <laughs> what I is mean, it? What is it? It's a kindergartner telling but, me this story, but or that's, something. But that's the wool over our eyes. That's exactly man. what I'm talking about. And that's where it gets fucked. If it, dude, it's real. It's real scary, man. It's 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 a scary thing because it's like, you know, they push people in this corner. They push, they push, they push, and they expect no blowback. And then when events happen like January 6th, they're like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing since the Twin Towers. Yes, five people lost their lives, but they were you know, whoever they were. You know what I mean? I don't I, I'm not saying that disrespectfully, but, you know, something like 9-11. I mean, that was, you know, it's no comparison. Right. I mean, listen, anytime anyone dies or multiple people die at a certain event or a certain reason is obviously fucked up in its own way. But I mean, compare to compare it to 9-11. Innocent lives and people that chose to go into a building and like you're defending your job. Like that's your job title is to defend the Capitol. I mean, I don't know. It's just ridiculous, man. It was funny seeing all those troops turn their back on Biden. You seen that video? Well, you were talking about the vetting, right? Yeah. So they were they they did that for the inauguration. Um, they had went through and vetted twenty five thousand troops, mind you, that were in D.C. Twenty five thousand troops were in D.C., which is insane. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you would have said twenty five hundred, I would have been like, all right, I could I could see twenty five hundred, but. I mean, you have a whole fleet out there, plus, and they went through and vetted them to see their loyalty towards, you know, either Biden or Trump, and and I believe a lot of them, or uh, some of them, were, you know, eventually, uh, you know, said they weren't fit for this mission, essentially, quote unquote, you know, so... Well, there's a video right now on YouTube. I had to search for it. Like, I literally had to put, like, Biden, National Guard, troops turning their back. I had to go through, like, two pages. And literally, like, it was just, like, a 30-second clip. And you could see, like, when Biden's driving down the street, they just turn their back. Right. They're like, that's not my president. Right. And even if, you know, your people are saying it and your troops are saying it, I mean, people know what's up. The jig is up. I mean. And see, look, this is what I will say. I'm not like out here, you know, uh, wishing ill will on uh, Joe Biden. Um, that's not that's not the case. That's more about the, the election case. system. It's about our election system. It's about our it's about our media system, and it's about just being unbiased. And um, you know, people well, actually no being biased towards certain things, and just really like driving that thing that point whatever it is home and making sure people fucking don't forget that point yeah, not being a con- like thinking for yourself being a free thinker and believing right. in your own morals and values not like conservative or democrat right having your own thoughts being bro, a free person bro when you strip that all away 
and I've said this, when you strip that all away at the end of the day, bro, we have so much more in common than we actually fucking realize. Now, maybe us, you know, we're a little bit more into the conspiracy world, so maybe we can, you know, uh, and 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 that word, by the way, let me just, I mean, you you might know this, but the word conspiracy theory, does anyone know where that word stemmed from? Stemmed from the CIA after Kennedy was assassinated. And they use that to, you know, pretty much anyone who is like kind of questioning what happened to dismiss them as just crazy. So, I mean, gaslighting. Yeah, essentially, man. Um, you know, so it it's bizarre, man. It's a bizarre thing. Um, I like I, I want Biden to do well because I live in this country and I want to prosper and, you know, it to remain uh, essentially peaceful, you know, um, you know, bipartisan type, you know, we can come to an agreement at the end of the day and not be at each other's heads. And that's the thing when you strip politics away, because before the coronavirus, we weren't even into politics. None of, I mean, maybe some of us might've been more into it than most, but everyone on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, myself included, I'm guilty, uh, you know, for it you know, I'm a political scholar now at this point. And so is a lot of other people, you know, they just have their, their two cents, but you know, given the platform, I, you know, I, I do like to shed light on it. Um, because a lot of people just, they'll read what, you know, like Demi Lovato says, or like, um, like Mark Ruffalo. He pisses me <laughs> off that fucking guy, dude. Ruffalo. I love him as an actor, continue to play the Hulk, but bro, I don't got to see, and we've talked about this, Mario. I don't got to see that you're shoving down politics down my fucking throat. Like, be an and, actor. Yeah, and and the other thing that bothers me with celebrities, and this is a little less political and just more of like a social thing. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to watch your PSA of, you know, we have to do better. I take a stand. Just shut the fuck up. Nobody cares what you think sitting yeah. in your multi-million dollar mansion in LA. I don't care. A lot you of You have it. no idea what it's like out here in the real world. At the bottom. You live dude. in your own little fantasy. I don't care. <laughs> That's my two cents on that. Like yeah. just shut the fuck up and act. Well, I like you in your movies. Just shut up. This is a little more humor about it or something, man. Yeah. Right. So fucking dry, stop, dude. Stop going on a pedestal and using your platform to just Promote yourself, essentially. Well, You're so weepy too. Don't yeah. don't There's sit here and preach it. Just fucking do right. it. If that's really how you feel, just just go out there and do like use your platform to do things to make a change. Don't, don't just talk sit there on it. some fucking pulpit and tell me about how you know we're gonna we you know we're against this. We take a stand together. Shut up. Yeah, man. It's it's <laughs> just no, shut it's, up. It's it, it's truth though, dude. Because it's like. It's insulting. It's it's very insulting. It's like, listen, you're fucking wealthy. You know, whatever that number is to you to, to classify you as that or however you look at people as wealthy, those people are. They have more money than I do. They live a luxurious lifestyle. They have what we all, you know, kind of strive for. I wouldn't say chase, um, but, you know, financial freedom. Why are you preaching to us what the fuck we should do? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, look, like, you know, we've talked about this, I think, before with, with Dave Chappelle. Like, he's a guy that said it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to let you guys on the streets handle it. Right. You don't want to fucking hear what I have to say. No, man. I'm just up here using my platform 
to send that message out to you guys that, you know, I'm here for you as a person that has this, you know, has this stature that can reach this mass amount of people right. with a message. I'm out here telling you I got your back. I'm not out here telling you that, you know, I'm leading the charge. And just, right. Just stop. Right. right. You know, he gets it. And that's what you want to see from a person of that celebrity. You want to see that kind of response. Something with Dave Chappelle. That's though. why that resonated with me so well when I watched that special. When he said that, I'm like, you know, that's the first time sense. I've really seen someone with that level of celebrity actually say something like that. Right. Be that honest about it. And Chappelle said something great, too. He said, uh, you know the second amendment was created for when the first amendment, you know, gets trampled on essentially. And that's legitimately what we're going through right now, man. I mean, you watch that right now. And a lot of people that don't subscribe to a certain, uh, ideological, ideological, how do you say the fucking word? Ideological. 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 Sound it out. My bad. I've look. We're playing the Golden Monkey game again tonight, and uh, Golden Monkey again. I think it's four nothing. Golden Victory, Monkey. if you're listening, shoot us. A we love your beer, so please. Winning, shoot us a sponsor. But um, you know, people don't subscribe to that. I I lost my train of thought at that point. Um, <laughs> it's it it's gone. You know what I mean? You're saying internet censorship. People don't subscribe to a certain ideology. Oh yeah. So I mean, no, but no, we're going through that right now. Is what is what I'm saying? Is that Second Amendment is for when the First Amendment fails? So we are going through that right now. And you know, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of hoping in 2021 to turn a new leaf. And to maybe head some to head toward, you know, some sense of normalcy, whatever the fuck that looks like anymore. Um, but I mean, if there's not people willing to come together, no matter what the fuck your views are, you know, to just be able to talk about something, hash it out. If you don't agree, uh, you know, on a, on a political standpoint or whatever, that's fine. But you know what I mean? There, there's some way where we could both have a conversation about it and still be fucking not at each other's throats at the end of the day. Yeah, everybody's too sensitive right now. Bro, so sensitive, so, bro. I've heard, That's I've, another topic to hit on, man. Just this this world we live in now is just with soft, everything. Soft, not even soft, just politics. Right. So, like, just everything's well, got to be, you know. Everything's hyper-polarized. Yeah. Yeah. What, what were you going to say? I was gonna say, well, I'm just gonna comment on that. Like every, every, like our brains are fucking warped by Twitter. Like, right? Twitter is being manipulated by fucking a different bunch of different fucking governments, a different factions and shit. Like trying to control your fucking the propaganda mind, bro. It's like it's designed for debate or whatever, but this debate is is artificial. It's not really what's going on in people's minds, and then people buy into it, and then they fucking reproduce it, and then it just gets stronger and stronger, and then we're just at this point It's like where programming, right? It's kind of like programming, except we're participating in it. Right. And the, the artificial part of it is just that other people are, like, amplifying certain views and certain things. Like, it's, it's like adding, like, fertilizer or, like, or like hyperspeed fertilizer to a plant or something, like... Do you ever see, uh, has anyone in this room have, uh, ever seen The Social Dilemma? On Netflix, right? On Netflix, yeah. Um, essentially, what The Social Dilemma, Dilemma is about is, uh, you know, ex-reps, uh, from, like, Facebook, Twitter, oh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, 
So, you know, pretty much saying whistleblowers. How, well, kind of. Kind of in a sense, but they're they're just stating that, you know, Twitter, Facebook and all these platforms you know, uh, you subscribe to the algorithm. You feed into the algorithm. We all do. Uh, we're every one of us are guilty of that. Um, you know, we fe- feed into the system, and it's going to feed what we want back. You know what I mean? And and there is what, uh, you know, there lies the problem. I feel like right there because if you subscribe to subscribe to one thought process, they're starting not, to bleed into each other. Like, right. Like, Twitter, for a while, just felt like, okay, this is like some platform with a bunch of extremists, left or right, right. kind of just screaming at each other, and everybody's just kind of, you know, using it as a source of news, which, again, causes that, because now you're, maybe you have some similar ideologies to these groups of people, and you start to gravitate towards that to a point where you're not even making your own decision. It's going like and now, that. And whether whether you're here, extreme right or left, your your yeah your ideologies are now so far apart. Well, yeah, Divided. so far apart from each other. And now everybody's like I said, they're at each other's throat. And it went from being like contained in Twitter to now you see it everywhere. You, now you said Facebook over the last year, everybody's kind of become this like you know you said this political scientist. Like everybody seems to be on top of politics now. When before that was like. It was nonsense. Yeah, you had the extremists on each side kind of like they were kind of this like quiet minority that would kind of, you know, say what, you know, what they felt and you had your conspiracy theorists and you had, you know, people that were kind of, you know, in certain sections of the internet would kind of meet up and talk about topics and now it's just kind of right in your face every day. And it's like one word that could change everything. It's like the hashtags like you said like like a certain hashtag like BLM or whatever it is. Like, it holds so much merit and value to someone that the opposite of that word sets something off. Fire. Fire in Philadelphia, you know? Right. And it's like, we don't, like, they want us to divide against each other. Yes. They want us to fight each other. Yes, dude, because when, listen, and this is why I fucking love psychedelics, is because when you ingest psychedelics, you realize... Oh, I'm not fucking jack shit in this grand fucking thing, you know, with this the grand scheme of things. I'm not anything, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, at least f- through my journeys, what I've taken away from it is, you know, um, like peace, love, and happiness. As cliche as that sounds, you know, love thy neighbor, you know, um, you know, treat yourself right, you know, mind, body, and spirit, the whole yin yang type deal, you know, finding balance. You know, when we're not fucking on that level of whatever, you know, and we're just hyperpolarized over how politics has become this mainstream fucking Hollywood theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we'll never be at, you know, at a table sitting down being able to agree with the other side because it's already in our heads that that person is a Nazi Klansman or that person is going to fucking burn down a building because they support so-and-so, whatever the fuck. You know, it's like there's no common ground that can ever be met. You know I feel what like I mean? you're not, like, really allowed to have an opinion anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, if you, you have are, an opinion... You but, are, but it... Oh, it I'm offended! But it's it, it's to, it's catered towards again, one that, side. That, the whole, like, overly... For lack of a better term, overly PC culture we live in now is, like... PC... It's 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 <laughs> hard, it, man. It, it really is, and like, I mean, you even just see it, and it bleeds. We've talked about this on the show before. It kind of bleeds into even just like entertainment now. Yeah, man. Dude, well, listen, 
right now, and, and this is actually what you just brought up is is what I was kind of trying to hit to, but I don't know if you guys would agree with this or see this, but right now the way the media is is you know out there and you know especially who's in office, it's like a perfect storm of Hollywood meets government meets the ultimate propaganda, which I feel like was always the case. But since 2015, since, you know, Donald J. Trump was brought up into the foresight of American politics and and maybe some can argue John F. Kennedy, too. But I mean, he ultimately sacrificed and then got a bullet in his head for standing up against the establishment. You know what I mean? But mafia. Right. Uh, or alleged mafia. Um, who knows? Allegedly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um. Well, I look at um, Wonder Woman, for example. The Dude, Wonder Woman, for example. We were just Thank talking you. about that. Okay, so there's the identity politics aspect. Yes. You get it? Then there's the aspect where Zeus is trying, the bad guy is trying to end World War One, and he's the fucking bad guy. Yes. And then you have the other one where you have a guy who's granting Americans wishes. They're granting yes. America's wishes. Yes. And they're so stupid. America's so stupid, yep. and their wishes are so unrealistic. Yep. And they and then he gets fucking murked by Wonder Woman, who is an Israeli fucking. I don't even want to get into that, bro. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Israeli, you know, occupied Palestine, very no, militaristic yeah. society, pro U.S., pro militarism, bro. So you have it's like the perfect storm between like liberalism, identity politics, and like hardcore militarism. It's fucking crazy, dude. And that's the kind of shit you're going to see it moving forward. And, well, we were talking about it before with Star Wars even. Like, you, the identity politics now is so in your face where it's like, just write me a good story with a, with a strong female character. Make it, you know, make it interesting. Just, you don't have to explain why she's the best at everything or explain, just have her be right. a solid character. You know, we, we, we watched, like, a Princess Leia become this great character. In the 70s. In, in like this, in the seventies, where, where, yeah, exactly. where women were told to stay home and 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 cook and clean and do and and be the household right. woman. It's you it's know, like, and that it's funny because like I've been watching Cobra Kai. If you guys you guys watch Cobra Kai, not really. Well, it's kind of like it's almost like a direct shot at like the whole like SJW and like identity politics issue. Is because it it kind of it is very like not PC. I mean, you know. It kind of like, uh, you know, going back to the whole Karate Kid thing with like Johnny Lawrence, like, you know, he's from the 80s, you know, he's talking about picking up chicks and, you know, he's he's very like considered a dinosaur in his ideologies. And, you know, the you know, the kids he's training in the dojo are like, you know, they're, they're talking to him about like, you know, are you kind of being a little mean? You're like picking on people for their looks and calling them losers and this, right, that. Right. And, you know, and I mentioned like, you know, talks about like safe spaces and stuff and he's like look at the end of the day like in in the reality of life there's not like a safe space these things are going to happen you just kind of have to learn how to deal with them and you know we're not going to be able to you know get past these things by just kind of like everything triggering you and you kind of being like you know she shut down it's I'm like offended. yeah you just kind of have to look at it like these people are always going to be out there you know what what and 
Go ahead. It's, it's, it's like kids, like, back in the day, like, they used to get, like, bullied. Like, they literally yeah. would... You know, like, I would be in school. People get, like, wet willies or yeah. put their head in the toilet or get beat up. Like, those are the billionaires right now. Those yeah. are the people yeah, our parents people worried, Bill Gates. Uh, warned or us the about. alcoholics. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> like me. But, but for the most part, it's like now kids, like, yo, I was talking to someone, like, recently, like, and they were like, oh, you know, like, this, this kid... It was an Uber driver. Their kid is in, like, seventh grade. And like the whole class is bisexual. Like, well, how do you even know? Like, that's the fucked up thing, dude. It's like getting brainwashed into these kids. I mean, I I don't have any problems with gays. Neither do I. Do your thing. I don't think. I don't think. When I was in seventh grade, I didn't think like that. Listen, I was scared of girls at that time. You know. I think (laughs) everyone here is probably unanimous, just like we were with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That no one has a problem here with probably, no. you know, gay, bisexual, LGBTQUZW. I don't mean, I don't know all of Do them. Do your thing. Do your thing, essentially. Um, but what I kind of have a problem with, and, um, and, and Scott, I mean, you could just kind of like uh, either, you know, shake your head to, well, I, never mind. Um, <laughs> never mind. Um, but what I have a problem with is when, People um, in higher positions dictate whether or not at five years old, a a child and with the support of their parents can determine their sexuality at five, six, seven years old. When your body's changing every right. seven years until so you're like 21, 25 years old. That's know? what scares me even more. Like, fuck the free speech and, and all that shit. Like... You know, like, whatever. But bringing up a child in the 21st century... It's scary, dude. Dude. Very. It's fucking scary, man. It's fucking scary, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And... Because, like... Touchy that, subject. No, I don't want to yeah, okay. talk right, about right, it, right, but right. it's a touchy subject. It's a touchy, touchy subject. Might like, be dealing with it, that but, in the future, <laughs> off the record. Uh, okay. Right. But, for the most part, like, I'm a little fearful, but... I, I'm not going to, you know, it's just hard because it's like everywhere. Like you said, yeah. it's like everywhere. It's like brainwashed into these kids now. It's like. Dude, the indoctrination is, I mean, <laughs> you know, you could probably speak on this. Uh, uh, John fucking, yeah. it's it's crazy, man. It starts at such a young age. It starts, you know, you're told that, you know, and, and I don't know exactly what beliefs you, you know, subscribe to. And you don't have to disclose them or whatever, but. You know, you're told when you're in school that these are the way things are. And if and that's essentially aligned with the mainstream narrative. You know what I mean? You're you're told that these certain people were bad and these certain people were good or Christopher Columbus. Perfect example. That person has a fucking day where all of America takes off. He's a hero. And he's a hero. He's a hero in my house. Well, I mean, yeah, thank (laughs) you for the day off. But I mean, I mean, dude, the the man committed mass genocide, dude. He did. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, I'm Italian. No, I got to. But I mean, come on, dude. (laughs) It's fucking outrageous. um, a lot of my teachers were definitely conservative. I mean, I grew up in South Jersey, so... Really conservative? Really? Yeah, a lot of my teachers were conservative. I did get a little bit of liberal shit, but I didn't really get into the whole socialist thing until I got into college. I read... But I read the Communist Manifesto with... Explain, in, to, pe- explain to people what, what that's, what that's, what that's about. about. Okay. Yeah. The first section is about class analysis. 
bourgeois proletariat. The second section is like how it's different fucking like it's it's a summary of historical materialism basically. And then it's how then it's the program of the Communist Party like a, a, abolition of private property but not personal property there's a difference. Private property is property that you can either uh, collect rent on or reproduces itself like a stock anything like that so that would be abolished and put in the hands of the state which hopefully is a one-to-one fucking thing of the working class it's a one-to-one representation of what the working class wants and the state moves in with the working class and once you get into like what I'm getting into with this DSA reading group, it gets really complicated. What's what's a DSA reading group? It's Democratic Socialists of America. <laughs> okay. And if you're worried about it, don't worry because there's less <laughs> DSA members than there are bikers for Trump members or more bikers <laughs> for Trump members than DSA members. So don't worry. Oh, but it's like, like historical materialism is pretty complicated, man. It's It's like you have... I'm going to try to explain it to you as quickly as possible. Good. We got so time. you have production relations, which are which are the foundation of society. Those are the economic relationships. So it's basically, I own this factory. I hired this guy, or I own this slave. That's the foundation of society. Property relations are the legal bindings. They're the ones that legitimize the, the, the production relations in the political system, and it's built on top of this, and everything kind of comes out of this. So what you have to do to change society is find something that maximizes productive forces. So, I, so basically, I'm a worker. I sell my labor power to my employer, and he takes the surplus value, which is profit. The goal of socialism is to make my labor power, the money I get for my labor power, one, a one-to-one ratio, basically, as close to a one-to-one ratio as I can. And I, the, my government needs to develop my labor power, the, the labor power that is like within society, to an extent that it moves society forward quickly, quicker than capitalism. So you see this happen in the Soviet Union and China. <laughs> you see it happen in China and in the Soviet Union, but the problem is, is like, at what cost does this come? Like, at what cost to human life right. is, is acceptable to move society well, forward quickly? You see it kind of here in the U.S., man. Um, I was kind of telling Scotty earlier, man, I listen, I work for Amazon um, here, obviously in the States, and... Uh, you know, Mario, I know you work for Amazon, Yeah, I worked too, for him for a few years, too. But yeah. I believe, you know, obviously me and you left for, for two different reasons. I left because, essentially, what I, when I took a step back and was kind of looking at the grand scheme of things, fuck the fifteen eighty five an hour, fuck the 401k, fuck the health insurance. You know, it's like I'm not going to contribute to this machine-type, you know, body of work essentially maybe or or this this machine that you, you're 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 feeding into the machine and I didn't want to contribute into that man because why am I going to make someone else rich you know what I mean um now I understand you have there there has to be people that take care of those jobs 
Um, but I mean, the way we're headed, man, I mean, robots are going to take over everything probably within the next 10 years, you know, the way we're headed. I mean, I, I, I call me crazy. I don't know, but it's like AI. I mean, Amazon's working on it right now as we speak. Dude, Amazon <laughs> has it right it. Yeah, now. They've been doing it. They have, they have it on a very small scale, but dude, I mean, before you know it, you'll be able to call your local Walmart and, or, or order from your local Walmart or Amazon. They'll have drones drop it off. Um, you know, so that was a big reason why I left that company was because, you know, I was tired of being treated like shit, you know, work to the fucking gills. You know, I would, you know, have to carry around a pallet jack all, all day. fucking night for I dude. I, I had one time uh, like a whoop strap on and it was connected to my phone. And, you know, I like like I told you guys earlier in the car, I walked from Cherry Hill to Camden you know, to cop a few, uh, you know, leave this sentence blank, um, and then walk back here. I've done my fair share of walking. Um, I've done some crazy walks, um, for a lot dumber shit, not even for money to give my money away. Yeah. Be on your feet all day at that job. Walk. But dude, it was when I looked at my watch the one day and I was at 31 and a half miles. And then I look at it. I'm like, all right, so I must be making like a couple hundred bucks. You know what I mean? But I I mean at the end of the day it's fifteen eighty five. You times that by ten hours, I mean it's like less than hundred and fifty bucks you're making. I'm walking thirty one miles a night. I mean, I don't it know. Ain't I mean, worth it. It, dude, it's not it's worth not it worth at it. all. Dude, did you have to like un- we did you have to like unload trailers too? I mean the fifty foot trailers. There ah. were times where they would send me downstairs and I would have to go unload the trailers. I actually like that more because you were in one spot the whole night and you just put things on the conveyor belt. Um, Me too, except for the summertime. Where it was balls hot. That man, shit yeah. was the worst part of that job because we had we had an inbound where you know the fulfillment center would bring it to our sorting center, and we would unload them onto the conveyor belt. And I kid you not, this fan's about this fucking big. Oh little, yeah, it's small. It's, it's small, and it comes out on, an yeah. arm, kind of like this one. Yeah, and it gives you about five feet of like. Not even cold, but like cool air. And then the other 45 feet of this truck. Let's not lie. It's just hot air blowing back 200 fucking yet. degrees. <laughs> In the middle of July and August, it, dude, it's the worst. Sounds awful. Yeah, it, it, it's, you it's know, bad, um, man. Did you know that if Jeff Bezos' workforce, if Amazon's workforce was an army, it would be the fifth largest army in the world? And did you also know if Jeff Bezos... Gave every one of his employees right now. It might be it might be everyone in the world, but I think it's all of his employees. To be honest, um, if he gave all of his employees a hundred thousand dollars, he would still be a billionaire. He'd still probably be a hundred billionaire. Yeah, easily, easily. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he would have to get that money from his stocks or whatever. But you know, yeah. I mean, listen. Um, I, I don't know. We we might have to agree to disagree on that. Um, <laughs> well, 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 just what we're saying, like you know, I'm I'm you're utilizing your no. I mean, he, if he his 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 total wealth, yes, he would no, no, give no, hundred thousand no. dollars away. He would to everyone. He would be no. I'm not fucking. I'm not even fuck. talking about Bezos. He's talking about oh. interjecting to your socialism. Yeah, oh, to yeah. your socialism, like the the one for one, like you know, mm-hmm. I work for. You know, yada yada, whoever for X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Um, because I think that could be very, it could be man, 
manipulate it in a way where money, right? Always it, comes down to money. Well, it, you look at it and it's like you know, oh wow, it's uh, glorified in a sense. You know, it, it's intriguing. Um, you know, it's a, the safe route. Um, it's not. It's the conventional route, quote unquote. Um, but you know what I mean. It's like America and 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 can um not, fuck uh capitalism what is the american dream essentially right and it's like if i want to do something and i want to chase a dream however crazy or however fucking spot on i am about that dream i i have the the freedom to do that um and you know i i think that's big and i think with these big corporations that are coming in that essentially are 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 just buying up and taking up everything i think that's where also we land in a dangerous territory you know um yeah i mean i i, I don't know man it, it just gets fucking dicey yeah. man yeah it gets dicey i think uh we need to decentralize political power and economic power and we yeah. need to redistribute money to so that people are more less discontented and do it in a way that's not just giving money away like there needs to be some other kind of mechanism right fucking, we can't you, have mass inflation you can't like just give you can't just like destroy corporations all of a sudden and then fucking send money to everybody i think that would be like a huge shock to the system and like I don't know. I think I think it's good now. You you put your work in, and if you work hard enough at something, you gain something. Well, I think there are fewer and fewer people who work hard and get people something. People want yes. handouts. People want handouts. Yes, and 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 that's the, the that's time. a problem. That's a problem. Listen, with this whole social experiment of let's keep Americans home and let's close down their businesses. Like, that. like that's been that that social experiment like hasn't worked. Can we just all agree on yeah. that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you're confining everyone to their homes, and you know, essentially, it's like you know, people. Mario, we were talking about this just the last night, dude. Uh, when we got stood up by that fucking uh, only chick. fans. Yeah. <laughs> only fans. Um. No, but we were talking about this, you know, just last night, man. It's like, uh, God damn it. Where's my thoughts at? Where's my thoughts at? We're still upset about last night. We got stood up. We got stood up. Um, No, but what were we talking about? You hear that? You lost a customer. What were we talking about? Getting handouts. The socialism. The handouts. Thank you, dude. What if OnlyFans had socialism? Listen, I've had (laughs) a few golden monkeys in me. A pool? Well, essentially what you're talking about is like, imagine working at a restaurant and you're busting your ass and at the end of the night, it's a pool. Yeah. No, like instead not. of like, no, yeah, it's the same concept. Like basically. I'm talking every- about if you work, you get a hundred percent of the money you worked for basically. Well, you what's that? What's that money? Yeah, but it's evenly distributed. I'm not it? talking about evenly distributed. There was one no, there's one. never been evenly distributed. One for one. I said one for one ratio of your work to what you get paid for. So is that, is the one, that's the ideal. Anyway. What is the okay. one for one? Though? How to get there right. is, the, how to get there is the problem. And you're probably never going to get exactly one to one, but you need like, Less money going to profit and more money going back to workers, basically. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that. Um, And what I was going to say is that people, Mario, what we were talking about last night, was that people, 
you know, are comfortable in these situations of staying home, expecting these government checks, excuse me, um, expecting these government checks, welfare checks, um, unemployment checks, whatever the case is. Um, you know, a lot of people have been crippled through this coronavirus, and and that's not something to take. Yeah, and there are the people that genuinely need these, right. you know, these you know financial assistance checks. Um, but but at the end of the day, right. At the end of the day, people get comfortable in living in this like you know dystopic post human world, and that's what you know. It, dude, it's it is. Sad. Everybody's like living off on unemployment and stuff, but it's like at the end of the day, don't you go stir crazy? You want to like get do up? something, bro. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing better than at the end of the day where you can go to work, you can come home, you feel accomplished about yourself, then you get some shit done. You know what I mean? It's like, like, all right, you know, you have people that still work from home and shit like that, and that kind of still applies, but you know, you have people that. Are, we're just told to stay home that their business are closed and you know we'll just pay you unemployment or shit like that dude that is so unhealthy and it's not worked it's you know not. what I mean and I I don't know you know if see the only thing where I would question you know the thought for the one for one type deal is like where do you value that you know what I mean what like if I work for so-and-so company well it varies through every company because every company doesn't play, pay the the employee the same amount. So how would you value that? That's the difficult part. Right. I mean, here's the thing. If you manufacture a good, if you if you take if you take a piece of wood or something, carve a statue and sell it to two hundred dollars, it would be two hundred dollars minus the cost of the wood. That would be to calculate how much your labor was worth. But when you get into things like call center, you're transferring wealth, but where does the value come from that? When you have someone from Amazon, you're working packages, you know, you're you're transporting them, you know, is it do you calculate each step? Do you calculate it each step? Like how how do you calculate the wage in the first place? Right. Is, is the real question. And I don't have that answer right now because I'm dropped out of college and I'm going back in the fall. You know well, what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that I'll have yeah. the answer to in a couple of years. See, I, I even question the whole uh, the whole college thing, man. It, like, listen, I understand you need, uh, in today's standards, you need a piece of paper to validate your skill set, which is complete bullshit, is, dude. dude. Bullshit. Complete fucking and utter bullshit. You don't like listen. What to go into debt, right? To, so it, that they own you, like, oh well, I gotta pay this debt back. Exactly, dude. It's crippling, man. Exactly, it is crippling. I mean, like, they, you could you could teach me how to be an electrician, but until I get into the field and do the electrical work, then it's like the same. I mean, if you really it. think about it, at the at, you know at the end of the day, you're you're paying upwards to a hundred thousand dollars to be put in this lottery of hoping you get a job when you come out of it. Yeah. And we're all, and we're all, it's, we're all doing it. So it's like, there's only so many jobs to go around. But as you know what I mean? And and depending on what field you study, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's like, look, I went to school for journalism, which was like, which I personally, it's something I'm passionate about. It's something I, I did a little bit after college, did some freelancing, but at the end of the day, it's a market that's 
very very different than what it's traditionally been. Yeah, and it's dude. and and even now more so than ever, it's super competitive to where, you know, if you're working for any type of news publication, if it bleeds, it leads. And that and then there's that. I mean, and again, it goes back to what I said about Twitter earlier. Was like. You know, in journalism, you want to get that, you want to break that story before everybody else. And yep. then you have people going on Twitter where it's more of just a race to be first rather than to be accurate. And sometimes, you, you know, accuracy outweighs being first. I mean, and it's tough because, like, again, like as a journalism major, I went into it kind of like, you know, really it opened my eyes to the fact that it's such a cutthroat business and it's so different now. I mean, you know, like a physical news staff uh, has been slashed. Like, you know, a newspaper doesn't have, you know, they have freelancers now pretty much. Right. Who pretty much make up most of their staff for the well, news. That's and why everything's now. Everything's gone digital where, you know, it's, it's, everybody can do it now. You, you can sit from home right. really and be a content creator like we're doing here. We're doing I here, mean, we're kind dude. of essentially doing that now. See, and that's why, listen, like, it's, it's a, no matter what part the, of the political the spectrum. Like, no, no, no matter what Dead. part of the political spectrum you're on, no matter what part of whatever you want, you're you are on, right? Um, we all have this ability now, um, where we're able to produce content, whether it be news, whether it be funny videos, whether it be sad videos, whether it be whatever. We, we run the gamut, right? We had that ability at our fingertips, and that in itself is a scary thing. You know what I mean? Um, but if used properly and and this shit does get talked about, like the conversations we're having tonight, you know, they're not always the most comfortable, most fucking, you know, like safe conversations to no, have on the podcast. And that's what like, I meant about earlier. But safe, right. These things exist. The only way to the only way to really deal with them is to deal with them head on and right. come to some kind of understanding about it. You, you know, so, well, acceptance, acceptance. Yeah, man. And and that's one thing I like right off the bat. Um, I I know Joe Biden has signed like fucking fifty thousand executive executive orders within the first five days, but like you know, at the end of the day, man, it's like I like all I want to see. Is just fucking, you know, the freedom to still be able to express ourselves. The you know what I mean? Happiness. To have a conversation. The pursuit of happiness, to the, the pursue the conversation, to not be like, if we're talking about a certain subject, not worrying about the next day, if we're going to be hexed off. Yeah, like awesome. walking right. on eggshells. Like, I mean. yeah, I mean, we're talking about things right now to some people, they would be highly offended. Right. And, and we're not, but. Right. No, but. And, and I, that's, I know that sounds terrible, but I'm being honest. Like, somebody could listen to what we've been talking about on the show and get really offended. And at right. the end of the day, you know, we're just bringing light to the. This is what's out there in the world. Because this is what's going on. If we you, love you. If you don't talk about it, bro, like, think about it. It's like addiction, right? If you don't talk about it and you don't let other denial. people know, right. it's denial. You're sweeping it under the rug, essentially. And then that problem manifests itself in such a way where then when it finally comes to a head and it always comes to a head, it's this fucking overbearing thing that, like, Everyone's not prepared. Oh, yeah, for it. and I was to say the people on the outside that can offer some help don't even know how because they have no knowledge of the situation. Yeah, right, because it's just out of control at this point. Yeah, you're just like on the deep end. Exactly. 
So, you know, what 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 gives me hope, man, you know, obviously um I kind of, you know, am my own boss in a sense, but not really because I still work for a big tech corporation. Um, I kind of leave it at that. You can go to past episodes to, if you really want to know where I work. Vroom, go to, vroom. What's that? Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom, yeah. Um, no, but, uh, you know, what keeps me hopeful, and then I just want to cover two things, and then we're going to wrap. Um, but what keeps me hopeful, man, is, like, talking to people at, at, at the workplace. Um and, you know, I was talking to an Afri- African-American today, um, you know, and it it was kind of heartwarming, man, because we kind of had maybe we had a difference of opinion and, and a different outlook on everything on like the grand scheme of politics, let's say. But like I said, politics now is just like mainstream bullshit. So it's like really like where do you really lie on politics? But we had a conversation and it got to the point where it's like what we were talking about earlier. They want to divide us. And we have so much more similar than we have different. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, it, it's it's such a relieving thing when, you know, not only do you see someone else, but someone else that's, you know, uh, maybe it, it doesn't matter about your skin tone, but like of the different skin tone and... <clears throat> You know, that uh, aspect of it because you're told that <clears throat> that's what they think. And, you know, yeah, people, I, you know I what I mean? I just touch on that real quick. I mean, like, yeah. people perceive freedom or, like, you know, choice as, like, a limitation or law or, you know, belief or moral. But it's more of, like, a state of mind, I feel like. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like a free state of mind to, like, hey, you know, you're a person, too. You know, like. Right. I don't need this law, like, because at the end of the day, I'm free. Like, I'm comfortable with who I am. Right. I'm comfortable with the choices I make. Right. And this outside shit doesn't affect doesn't me. Doesn't affect me. Now, let's come. I mean, now, get. I, I have friends who have said to me, like, oh, yeah, all Trump support. There should be a watch list of Trump supporters I can look at and know which one is in my area, like a sexual predator list. Like, is, isn't like, that ridiculous? Fucked? And look, <laughs> have and, you ever fucked? And that's like yeah. something I've heard from multiple people. I'm like, you've clearly never heard to a ta- Trump supporter. Like, you've never talked right. to a Trump supporter. Right. Because they're fine, dude. They're just like normal people. Now, not- it, and even if you don't support Donald Trump, I mean, I don't support Donald Trump, but I mean, yeah, that that's an extreme form of, you know. Beliefs, yeah. Right. That's right. just. that. That's like, you, like you said, think about it. That invokes, like you said, a, like a sexual predator. Like, that's. So it's heavy. Ignorant. It's heavy. Yeah. That's it's, like, it's, you know, it's so ignorant. That's like when, you know, you hear, you know, you're a Trump supporter, you're, you know, a, a racist, Nazi, you're a Nazi. Klansman. Those are heavy words. The now, the fuck are you talking about? Do those people exist? I'm sure on the far right somewhere. Yes, yes they do. Yeah. But guess what? They they exist everywhere. And guess what? And guess what? No matter if you're left, right, wherever, we're all going to agree. We On a social level, as a human being, we don't agree with that. Right. Yeah, we don't. And. And that's how you have to look at it. You got to look at it as a case by case basis. Like my hope going forward now is that we can get back to politics being what it used to be, just talking about policies and things that you know affect all of us as a whole, and we can being, kind of start to understand each other on these social issues and not mm-hmm. make them politicize as well. And and America po- needs a common goal. Yes. The debate should be how to get there, how to achieve so, that goal. My, my all whole, of us together. My my whole thing with that common goal. Um, if you guys want to research Project Bluebeam, 
Um, it's very interesting. Uh, and essentially what I guess the premises of that is, is an alien invasion and bringing humanity. Because, like, listen, when aliens come to attack us, um, you know, we're going to unite under one common goal. You Tom DeLong has entered the chat. So, uh, you know, it's like... You know, what I'm saying is we're going to need something common. Like, look, the war on terror is still going on. We're still over in the Middle East, right? Um, and that is a fake enemy. You know what I mean? But that... Imperialism. It, right. But that war on terror and that event of 9-11 brought Americans closer together. United, right. Yeah. Hopefully oh, so there's something... A fake alien invasion would bring us closer together? <laughs> well, just because, yes, because I feel like we would look towards, you know, the army, the government, whoever, to, like, listen, like, help us, you know what I mean? Like, we need you now more than ever, you know? Like, let's fuck all the, fuck all the bullshit. Like, let's just forget that, and let's, like, you know, unite on this cause. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could see that happening. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we kind of just dove right in it. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like it's important. You know, I know we are a music channel, and um, but we we don't want to just keep it surface level at music. We like to dive into, you know, the, the bigger picture at hand because these problems, uh, you know, come up in our everyday lives you know what i mean so for us not to talk about it it's like that and, and ignorance ignorance is bliss you know what i mean so it's like for not us not to talk about it i feel like would be something wrong you know and, and listen you guys watching like you know if you guys want to you know open up the comment section We're listening. open up some dialogue or listening. listening if you guys want to kind of open up the dialogue and you know strike a conversation with us maybe you agree maybe you disagree on some things we say Feel free. That's fine. We're and absolutely fine. open to that. I, yeah. I want to hear that. Um, there's two things I want to get to before we wrap. Uh, we could keep it kind of brief because I don't know how well-versed everyone is in these topics. Cryptocurrency. Um, right now, listen, right now is the time to invest in cryptocurrency. Did I make my point? Yeah, Crickets. You okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right now, um, Bitcoin's down. Uh, let's check it right now. What's Bitcoin at? John, you've been flying this crypto flag for a bit now. Bitcoin's at $32,000. It reached 42000 earlier this month. Um, listen, Bitcoin is expected to reach up to $100,000 to $300,000 by the end of the year. Um, obviously there's talks of a second stimulus or a third stimulus check, check rather, um, of $1,400. Uh, you know what I mean? With that, yeah, people could look at it and say, well, you're attributing that back into the economy. But a lot of people also look at that as inflation. Um, and that's, you know, what I think is going to happen. People are losing faith in the dollar and, and gold and, and all this other shit. Crypto is the way to go right now. So whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Litecoin, whether it's Bitcoin Cash, get into it now because you're going to look back in 5, 10 years and you're like, damn, I wish I would have put fucking just 100 bucks in that because now I would have like, you know, five grand. Because the people who first bought Bitcoin who thought possibly it was a scam back in 2010 who bought it for like 50 cents a piece and owns like 30 Bitcoin. Well, guess what? Now 
30, you know, one Bitcoin's $32,000. So times that by 10 or 20, you know, you're looking at 440,000 or it's ridiculous, man. Uh, another thing I wanted to hit on. Yeah. So that's, that's my tip for the week. Uh, you know, everyone out there, do your research, your own research, your independent research from this show on cryptocurrency. Um, a good starter kit is uh, PayPal. They offer uh, four types of crypto on there and then Coinbase. Check that out. Um, they offer everything on there. It's very easy, very user friendly. So uh, make sure to check that out. Um, and, and, and like I said, do your own independent research, come up with your own conclusions. You know, don't just go buy what a talking head on a fucking video mm -hmm. camera says. Um, you know, because that's what I had to do is to, I mean, I mean, essentially at the end of the day, it's just like the stock market, yeah, but every, start somewhere, right? But everyone's involved. You know what I mean? Like you can go on PayPal right now, any one of us right now and invest in crypto, um, or download coin or not even download Coinbase, go to the Coinbase website. Um, so yeah, Bitcoin is definitely the way to go uh, and crypto just in general. And then I wanted to bring this up. Man. Aha. What do you guys I, think? We'll end it on a light note. We're going to cool. end All it right. on a light note. <laughs> Travis Barker and Courtney Carr fucking dash. Rest in peace, Blink-182. It's over. Rest I'm in done. peace, Travis Barker. <laughs> I'm done. Let me, let, me, let me see a pic of them. Of, of uh, yeah. them two together? Yeah. I lost all Whoa. respect, dude. I don't think I they have a, a picture. You lost respect, Scott? It's probably still too new. Yeah. I mean, why would you even go down that road? That's like Pandora's box, dude. Dude, that's... I'm worried luck, for that dude. guy. I'm worried for him. Kanye didn't last. He's out of the picture, too, bro. He just got divorced, so... All right. Yeah, so they how get long ran is this going to last? They get ran through, dude. Ugh. So let's go through it. Let's go through it real fast. Um, obviously, you have Chris Humphreys. Didn't last. Gone. Lamar Odom. Smoking crack. Oh, my Currently, God. Um, the poor guy. <laughs> uh, Scott Disick, you know, he he's probably been the most successful one, but he's battled with his demons. Um, you have Bruce Jenner. Now known I'm as done. Chris Jenner. Now known as Chris Jenner. <laughs> it was too much I'm sauce done, for him, dude. He had to, he had to switch sides. Kanye, teams. Kanye, Kanye West now, is Jeffree Star. I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. That family is just shot out. No, it's there's not, like some bad no, juju in that family. No, 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 no. They're not shot out, man. You know what it is? They're a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't Famous know. for doing absolutely fucking nothing. Well, yeah, that, father. <laughs> those two points, yes. But the end of the day, that family is Satan. Satan. <laughs> I know that Satan. Satan. Yeah, man. I mean, listen. Pretty satanic. I, I, I don't know what exactly the Kardashians get into. All I know is all the males. Look at. Do you ever hear from Robert Kardashian anymore? Their own brother? No. No. It's just. Ugh. So what does that say about them as a whole? Pieces of shit. Well, I mean, I was kind of leaving that as an open-ended <laughs> question. Pieces of shit. Dude. Um, but yeah, I mean. And you know what's sad? As Americans, all that trashy tabloid nonsense, we eat it up. We yeah. do. As With a country, we family. eat it up. Yeah. Sickening. The Kardashians like, like, the American royal family. Like, think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good way to put it. I mean, we, we've been talking politics and, like, you know, social things on this show the whole, for what, a couple hours now? Yeah. Like, to seven the average, hours. To the average American that maybe has doesn't really have, like, 
you know, a thumb on the pulse of what's going on politically, they, they follow this stuff every right. day and they eat this stuff up. That's the wool over their eyes. Yeah. That's their comfort and, zone. And they no can matter, relate. And no matter what your views are, like, we can all agree that that's a problem. It's a problem. I mean, why should they be, like, the number one thing in America? I mean, I don't feed into it. Like, no. the Kardashians. I no, think, no. I think it's I seen it. I'm talking as a whole that, that it happens. And there's, you know, there's so many people doing so many better things. Yeah, yes. Like, positive things. like Positive things that they should be noted for. Yeah. And it's like, why should they be on a pedestal rather than, like, somebody that, you know, really deserves it? Right. You know, what about someone that, like, fought for their life? Or, like, someone from the gutter that made a change? Why is someone that's a spoiled brat or a spoiled, spoiled bouquet, you know, on TV because she bent over? Right. Exactly. For Ray J. <laughs> I hit show. it first. I mean... What is it? It's a freak show. That's why. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why it's Marilyn popular. Manson. I don't think anyone admires them. Although I hear people say, oh, Kylie Kardashian's the youngest billionaire, youngest woman billionaire. Yeah, because... Americans people, people, are stupid. Yeah, Americans enjoy Americans, watching a shit show. Americans, you basically just handed off your money to them. Like yes. you're like, here, take my money. Take my money. I mean, look, we consume, we love controversy, we love drama, we love this like whole like shit show behavior. We enjoy it. We eat it up, and we consume it. Scott, last episode we talked on, we were talking about consumerism and how like really all these companies have us by the fucking. You know, by the balls, man. And, and Just whatever and, makes it convenient. I mean, you look at most things right now. I mean, um, for the most part, it's like whatever can come at my like, whatever makes me not come off my couch. Cool. Sign like, me up. Yeah, you know, uh, cashierless grocery stores. Sign me up. Yep. Only thing that haven't they're having a problem with is, uh, this. It's how would you, how would you say it? It's like going against. You know, poor people because they use cash. Right. You know, so it's like, oh, well, you're discriminating a certain sector in life. No, I mean, no. Now they have a, a loophole around that Western Union. Right. 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 But for the most part, like they're they're going to a cashless society. You know, yeah. they want everything convenient. They want everything at your fingertips. Everything. So you 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 are more lazy. You're more distracted. Yeah. Your phone is your brain. And that's why. And then you know we could talk about this on a later episode. Yeah. Um, wrap it up. With, uh, you know, uh, Neuralink and Elon Musk's uh, Neuralink and um, just all the all this, all this. We're going to open up another rabbit hole. We're trying to wrap up. (laughs) Well, Well, we'll talk about that on a later episode. But, you know, listen, man, it's like, I don't know. I don't know where we, you know, really turn from here. I don't know where where the ship goes from here. To all the kids, just go the fuck outside. Well, yeah, play a, outside. Just go bit, play outside until the streetlights come on. Put your fucking phone down. Put your tablet down. Put a your big, video games down and go outside. Come on, dude. A big Deal thing. You can where, enjoy it later. Do that shit before you go to bed, whatever. Just go outside and fucking be a kid. A big thing that what you were talking about, Scott. Prevent all this shit from happening. With this consumerism shit is, uh, you know, we're on our couches. You know, we have this access to the internet. Like I said, do your fucking research. Invest in some crypto while you're sitting at home. Maybe you don't have, you know, your, your job got shut down or, or whatever the case is. Do your due diligence. Do your due, di- do your due diligence. I'm having a hard time saying that because of victory's golden monkey. Sour. Um, but sour patch kids. Uh, but no, do your due, do your due diligence. Do. And 
invest in some cryptocurrency. Do yourselves a favor and do that right now. Check it out. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself because self. I don't know if you can relate to this, but if you don't invest in yourselves, no one else will. Nope. So, you gotta do it earlier. You gotta. You're gonna regret not doing it earlier. I it's wish harder to do it. And every age. minute you spend on video games, and you're aware that you need to fucking be somebody else, is gonna be absolutely fucking agonizing. Okay, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I know. I gotta stop playing it, bro. He every plays, minute I he spend, plays like Steven Glansberg. Let's be yeah. real here. Come on, dude. I gotta get off it, bro. But well, John. Thanks for having me tonight. No really problem, yeah, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey guys, John, thanks for Scott. coming on. Yeah, no uh, where can everyone find you real quick on social media? Scott, we'll start with you. Scott Terra Forte on Facebook. I don't really do that. Oh, LinkedIn too. Heavy LinkedIn hitter. LinkedIn, Scott Terra Forte. Hit me up. 5,000 followers. Let's go. Straight business. Hit Let's Greg. go, baby. Business right. inquiries only. John Thomas too. McShane on Instagram. Just one thing. It's spelled exactly like how you think it is. AKA the Glizzy Gladiator. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you guys back on, man. I, I enjoyed the fuck out of this show. Yeah, we could have kept on talking. But yeah, we could have. Yeah. It's been like two hours. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. It went by quick, Scott's man. It was, yeah, it was girl, a good conversation. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a flight coming. out, dude. <laughs> That's a... Uh, <laughs> She's going to yeah. hate me when she hears this, dude. <laughs> it's all good. She might not make it to the end point, but... um. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys coming out. We'll definitely uh, have you guys back on. Um, this was like, we'll call it a part one. We'll definitely call it a part part one. Um, you know, uh, check Scott out. Um, check John out. Yeah. Um, Instagram for John. Facebook for Scott. Foch. Um, nah, man. Uh, I, I'm Like I said, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'm glad we get to talk about the things we get to talk about with the people we get to talk about with. You know what I mean? Because it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? And I, and I'm glad um, you two are about Bono. that about that life. You too, Bono. <laughs> Mario, as always. John, as always, man. Me. Thank you for uh, having me on the ones and twos, as we, as we call it. No problem. But um, listen, uh, we'll have a actually our next show. We'll be live in AC. So make sure you tune in to yeah. uh, our YouTube channel. www.youtube.com slash realwinby2. Friday at 6 p.m. We are making our return to Bore. We will be in Bore in Atlantic City live at 6 p.m. for Music Trivia Night. Let's Check go. Yeah, man. Shout out to Stephen White's and Norstep for another event, man. They're, uh, they're really leading the charge here for yeah. bringing entertainment back. So we will be the we will be the official podcast for Music Trivia Night. Uh, you can check us out there. We'll have uh, our next in the paint episode dropping sometime next week with our uh, good friend and bandmate Mitch um, from Landon Axel. Excited about that. Also, too, guys, the Patreon is on fucking fire right now. Um, we got another on my mind coming out uh, within the next week. That I'm super excited for. Um, Some music stuff in the works. Music you got plenty, stuff in man. The works. Sign up now. Sign up now. I Get mean, on the wave. The tiers. I mean, listen, they're three, five, and seven dollars a month. I mean, so support local entertainment, support local music, support local business. You know, uh, we're trying to do as much as 
as we're tr- trying to do as much as we can during a time where you know uh, music and all of that you know the main part of how we would usually be making our money has been taken away from us so right now we're we're going into double duty we're we're, we're doing you know literally like five like I said I live here shows. at John's house basically Mario just moved in I, I'm moving in into order the studio. to do this we, <laughs> guys. We are giving you guys like we, we want to make sure you, we give you guys your money's worth. So yes. uh, yeah, come on, come on in, and come hang with us on the uh, Patreon. So make sure you check that out at www.patreon.com/slash/pineapplekush. Again, www.patreon.com/slash/pineapplekush to go to monkeys are catching up to me, and then make sure you tune in this Friday night, six p.m. Me and Mario will be live in the Paint Podcast. We'll be live. That will be free on YouTube on Win by Two's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash real win by two. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, I mean, we'll just be churning out content. Um, prepare for some new music. Prepare for merch. Yeah. Yeah. That's the wheels are turning on that. That's all we're going to say for now. It's but in the works. When we get some more details, we'll, we'll put that out there. But yeah, it's that that's, the wheels are finally turned on that one. It, it's in the works. Um, I, I'm excited. We're going to have, uh, you know, some epic shit coming out from that. Um, and then, you know, we're playing live, obviously, next month, February 19th. You guys can check that out, yep, too. That'll be at Bore as well. Yes. Atlantic City. Yes. I'm pumped. Um, I'm super excited for all the shit we got coming on. Uh, Scotty, thank you for coming Pleasure. on. Thank you for coming on. John, thank you for coming on. Mario, as fucking always. As always, my man, the host of the most, John. It's been a pleasure, brother. Thank you. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it, man. Everyone, have a good rest of your week. We'll see you live Friday night from Boray in Atlantic City. Be loved.